Special episode of the Best of Five show. Good to see you all. Yeah, look at everybody freaking out in there. All right, right off the bat, I just gotta tell you guys I'm a little zooted, but we still have a hell of a fun show for you guys today. It'll be real good. Um, good to see you all. Just listen to this music. All right, uh, good to see you all. It's been a hot minute. I haven't been able to stream at all this week in the mornings. Uh, We'll go. We'll start with the 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 about me section, right? This is where I talk about myself. Um, been dealing with a bit of an arm injury issue where my elbow on my right arm gets inflamed for no reason. Went to the doctor, got it checked out, and the doctor's uh, answer was, I don't know. So that's an ongoing thing. All I know is I gotta take steroids. Sick. Uh, other than that, uh, I got a new phone. And here's why I got a new phone, because my old phone was acting a little weird, and this phone is better for streaming on location, specifically the reason why I got this phone. Uh, it's uh, The camera's better, and the audio's a little bit better for streaming on location. Speaking of audio, too, I also got this shenanigans. I've been, I, I was on a bit of a, like an, an impulse buy streak these past couple of weeks. Uh, th this is a Rode... Wireless Go 2. So essentially what this is, is this is a lav mic. So next time we go on location, which will be, I believe, Texas Showdown, if not earlier, if I decide to take a trip over to uh, the local arcade, Arcade UFO, um, hopefully that'll make for a good experience. I don't know. I'm about to try a bunch of shit. Anyway, that's been my life, you know, just uh, just going through it one step at a time. That's enough of that. That's, a, that's the about me section. Let's get into the show, shall we? Uh, before we even start, there has been so much happening this week that like there are things that I won't even have a chance to talk about on the show. Because, damn. Oh, also, before I forget, the opening music that you guys were hearing playing on the countdown, that's Project Dolphin. So it's uh, Dolphin OST on Twitter. Go check them out. They're really cool. And they did that. Uh, that song was based on Hachi's 10-string from, uh, from Tekken 3. So, shout-outs to them. Where's the thing with the videos? There it is. Um, so, before we get talking about the recap, and before we get into talking about all the other stuff that got released, let's talk first about something that got announced. That kind of, I, I feel like, got overshadowed with everything else. And what got announced, well, not necessarily announced, but what got shown was this. I'm going to skip ahead. It's, uh, it's Bedman and his magical... After use, Bedman enters Air 6E state, and the additional attack produced is a forward-moving multi-hit projectile. Call for... Yeah, so they, they showed Bedman how Bedman works, and it looks pretty cool. It's like, a, it's like a weird version of his stuff from Exert, right, where like his move happened later. It's a very bizarre version of that, and it looks pretty cool. I'm not going to lie to you. It looks kind of cool. I can't wait to try it out. April 6th is fastly approaching, and we have Evo Japan this weekend, so I think we can expect to see a couple of reveals a little bit later. Um, but Japan, Evo Japan is starting about now-ish, right? It's like it's supposed to be at 9 my time, so it's about an hour from now is when it starts, I think. 
because um, Japan is exactly 12 hours from right now from my time zone. Uh, so that'd be pretty cool. But anywho, before we get into this fun stuff, we got to talk about things that have already passed. So let's take a good look at what happened this weekend in our weekly recap. Bah, 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 bah. Oh, no. <laughs> it did not work. All right, let's try it again. Ready? Here we go. Recap. What in the hell? All right. Uh, something happened with the music. But anyway, uh, we're going to talk about Crossover Arc 2023. Big event happening this weekend. Hey, there it is. We found we found the music button. Uh, let's talk about Under Night and Birth. It was taken by the Big Black. Winning the big first place trophy, the big gold trophy. Taking over Fox of 42. Uh, and Papa Peterson rounding out with the bronze trophy in the podium and of course carp defiant aradude mosin and lufel all rounding out the rest of the top eight so shout outs to everybody from uh the under night and birth showings it was a good time i actually caught this a little bit it was very fun to watch which good stuff let's talk about grand blue taken by accent star over buscar lose which if i'm not mistaken means like getting like or retrieving life. Anyway, uh, Tega taking the big bronze trophy in the podium. Defeatly, the Lord Defeatly coming out of the East Coast. Uh, showing up in fourth. Hula slash GG, Mr. Quotes, and Umbi all rounding out the rest of uh, the top eight. Uh, special shout out to Tied for 13th all the way on the bottom right. Uber Cheesecake, bestie runner for best name of the week this week. Let's take it over to... Guilty Gear Strive was taken by Bean. Second place coming Shine. And I believe this is not the $3 holla Shine. This is a different Shine. Uh, Tempest NYC. Big uh, Arc, re uh, Arc, to Arc World Tour Finals finalist. Taking the bronze medal. Taking third place. Mayoron, Nitro, Witch Hazel, Buscar Luz once again. Showing up to uh, the top eight. And Meat rounding out the top eight. And also, everybody, point and either uh, point and be in awe that they tied for ninth because that scrub David made it all the way to ninth. So that makes them not a scrub unless there were only nine people in the tournament. But even then, that I don't think that would make them a scrub. Anywho, King of Fighters 15. NYC Masher Mike taking the big win over New Type. Coach Steve, there's a name we haven't seen in a hot minute, getting the big bronze trophy. Aru. Necro Undy, Ahuile, Maigo, and T Wong, not to be confused with J Wong, all rounding out the rest of the top eight. So big ups to everybody from the King of Fighters top eight. Good stuff, good stuff. Next, Melty Blood actress again, current code was taken by Skeleton. Skeleton over Deus. So I guess Hell hath won this day. Uh, Alps rounding out the top three. Soft Drinks, another bestie runner, uh, bestie front runner for bestie team of the week. Uh, Soft Drinks, J Bell, Zapoke, Isaiahers, and Mad Tsunami rounding out the rest of the top eight. And another contender in the bestie best name of the week, tied for ninth, Hard Bread. So shout outs to Hard Bread and Soft Drinks. 
And shoutouts to everyone else playing Melty Blood Actress again. Current code. Melty Blood type Lumina. It's taken by Safe. Baseball player. Uh, making it all the way back to home base. Is Safe over Infinity. Infinity taking the bronze. Or the silver medal, rather. Kiri taking the big bronze medal. Omni Scythe, Rikir, Yosuro 7, Ikohos, and Fox of 42 once again showing up in the top eight. Rounding out the rest of the top eight for Melty Blood Type Lumina. And last but not least, let's take a look at the King of Fighters 15 Japan League Tournament Final. Everything in the Japan League has led up to this, and Lagia is now the King of Fighters 15 Japan League Champion over Akira. And rounding out the podium with the bronze is Tatsuya. K2, Tsunin, M Dash, Morimoti, and Abao rounding out the rest of the top eight. Also, special shout outs to Tied for 13th, Koji KOG. Been a while since I've seen that name, so big ups to them. Oh, and Kindavu too. Dang, look at all these names I know. Uh, so, shout outs to the Japan League Tournament Finals on a successful uh, tournament and finals. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of this week's weekly read. Okay, cool, we made it back. All right. Uh, also, Blue, what are you saying? Safe and Infinity switch position between Slashback and Crossover? Oh, that's cool. A little rivalry going on there, huh? Ah, speaking of rivalry, ladies and gents, it is time because we are going to talk about Tekken 8. And Tekken 8 uh, has new locations for their alpha. Uh, for those of you that haven't been keeping going, uh, haven't been keeping up on social media, they announced that they will be at the mix-up and combo breaker. So we'll get a chance to play Tekken 8 at combo breaker this year. That's going to be fun. I can't wait. Uh, that's going to be real fun. And shout outs to everybody over at the mix-up too. They're going to get to play some Tekken 8 at the mix-up. Uh, they haven't announced when the signups are. They just announced that they will be at those locations. But much like Evo Japan, you're going to have to wait patiently. And then when the time is right, they will tell you when you can sign up. So you can sign up. Um, but uh, so this past week, hilariously enough, you remember when, I, when we were on and I said something to the tune of, hey, I can't wait for, you know, immediately after the show for... Tekken 8 to announce all the rest of the characters. And sure enough, Friday, less than, less than 12 hours after our show ended, at 9 a.m., they released this trailer. <laughs> what up, that by sword? Get ready for the next battle. Them some big shoes. And you know what they say about big shoes. Big glasses. I feel like every time he rides in, like we need a uh, like a narrator to announce him riding in. So Jack 8. Now, this character looks so stupidly interesting. Because he has a Zangief V skill. As a stance in this game, you notice right there, you see how he like kind of flexed, he flexed on him. Uh, there's the flex again, and the flex looks like it has a bunch of options out of it. 
So that is Jack's new stance. That's a big thing. Everything else in this trailer is completely new, which is super interesting. There's his heat mode. There it is. And turns out in heat mode, whenever he does the V-Skill 1, it actually turns into the V-Skill 1 for Zangief because he gets armor. But yeah, it's crazy how he has so many options out of that, uh, out of that stance. And then probably the best Rage Art in the game so far. That blast was so crazy, it blew him away. And he still has eyes, so hooray. Hooray for eyes. Hooray for Tekken 8. Now that was on Friday last week, which, pretty cool, right? Uh, 12 hours after our show ended, they decided to show that off. Um, but nonetheless, I think that's one of the better trailers, right? Uh, that we've gotten so far. It's pretty badass. And the fact that, you know, he's riding, like, he, he travels by railgun now. Um, and he's gonna work, I think, Jack, I think, has to be, like, the most changed character that we've seen so far because of that new stance. So, gotta wait till Combo Breaker, gotta wait till May. At least that's, you know, at least it feels like May is closer. Well, that's, it feels like May feels closer than June. And that's because it is literally closer than June. But I think just the fact that, like, Street Fighter VI is on the back of my mind so hard that it feels like June is never going to get here. Right? Um, but anyway, so that was Jack. That was pretty cool. And then as if that wasn't enough, this week we got this trailer. Specifically on Tuesday. <laughs> so, June? Nah, she got a trailer. Speaking of, dude, it's her house from the movie, from the Netflix anime. That's the first time we've gotten exposition. Look at that. Teach your son how to fight. So, some people have been pointing out, and I don't know enough about this, but apparently she's got some moves from Unknown. Which was the boss in, I believe, Tekken Pad? She looks so alive. You're right, Die by Sword. Oh, position. You were alive all along. She still thinks he can, she can fix him. But anyway, so this is... Uh, we don't necessarily know what her heat mode does. Right. However, uh, I can't believe... I can't remember if it was Michael Murray or if it was Harada. But they said that... Or it, actually, I think it might have been like the, the big... The producer guy for Tekken 8. But he said something about watching out for her health bar. So I think some of her moves heal her. And then this looked like a, a thing from story mode. But no, it's just her super. She just blows you up with light from the inside. Yep, so that's June. June Kazama. For the first time, back as a play. Oh, jeez. Back as a playable character. 
she can heal, but she can also use health to do more damage. I figured that was going to be something like that. It's pretty interesting. Uh, who does that in KI? What's the Hisako's sister lady? The vampire? Mira. Mira. Thank you, Die by Sword. Yes, it's Mira. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it reminds me a little bit of Mira because Mira, much in the same way she would, whenever she would do her special moves, uh, that would take her health away. It would turn it into white health. So if you got a combo and they were not paying attention, they could die almost immediately. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And if that wasn't enough, we got that trailer yesterday. And then this trailer came out today. There's never enough trailers now for Tekken all of a sudden. The nightmare of every person ever that does not play Ling Xiaoyu. Also, I think it's funny because that might be the first time we've seen the other side of the Times Square stage, and it's clearly Times Square because they have the big uh, seating area over there. So they are indeed in New York City. Xiao Yu isn't a nightmare. Hey, Art of Phoenix. That's all I have to say. But we haven't seen it in the trailer yet, have we? Oh, no. So, yeah, that's another character that I'm not entirely sure how she works. Oh, there it was. Oh, it was the Art of Phoenix. I'm going to have nightmares tonight. May Lord Umbasa help me. Oh, there it is again. Oh, no. I have no idea what was going on there, I'll be honest. But there she is. Ling Xiaoyu is out. Uh, sure enough, as soon as the Ling Xiaoyu trailer released, it seems like an embargo on Tekken 8 was lifted because content creators, news, uh, news websites, gaming news websites, and content creators all started releasing a bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff. I'm sad they didn't call me, but that's okay. We'll get there next time. When Tekken 20 comes out, we'll be there. I'll be like, hey, I remember when. Uh, but anyway, a bunch of information started coming out about Tekken. So much so that, crazily enough, uh, there, like, we have actual information about the build. So we know who's in the build. The last character that got revealed, Ling Xiaoyu, is the final character in this build. So we have Kazuya, Jin, Jack, Eight, King, Law, Paul, Nina, Williams, and June. But anyway, all those characters in this initial build. That's why the embargo was there. But apparently, a while ago, Lord the Namcops invited a bunch of uh, influencers and media people to go play the game. No, Brian, not yet. Not yet. I'm also hoping that uh, Dragonov is going to be over there. But anyway, if you go to Spag's Twitter, Spaghetti Rip, Spaghetti Rip was nice enough to, he made an entire video 
showcasing some of the changes and he was nice enough to include a graphic of those changes that he made for that video. So let's take a gander, shall we? These are the biggest system changes that he noticed. Running tackles no longer exist, which is crazy, right? Forward into hold forward makes you run. So no longer, you no longer need to triple tap, right? You just double tap and hold. Wall bounces seem to no longer exist. I think that one was kind of a given. Get up kicks no longer knock down. That is wild. So get up kicks and uh, wake up three. So spring kicks and wake up three no longer knock down. That is crazy. That is wacky. Magic four no longer launches. It just crumples them and you don't, it, like it's a mix up. You don't get a combo afterwards. It's crazy. Rage arts are only minus 13 and not launch punishable. That is terrifying. I hate that. Low parries no longer give combo extenders. So it basically acts like one corkscrew already happened. So you don't get like a full combo, you get only half a combo. Uh, the chip damage exists. We already knew that. Here are the general system similarities. The flip over Okizami still exists. Throws feel the same as Tekken 7. Movement feels similar to Tekken 7. Combo extenders exist and power crushes are still in the game. So some of those some of those changes seem to be very drastic, right? Especially when you're talking about uh get up kicks, spring kicks. Uh so I'm gonna play some footage over here that is on Maximilian's channel. So please go to Twitch or uh, twitch.tv forward slash maximilian under slash dude or uh youtube.com forward slash maximilian dude. Uh this is some of his footage that he captured. Of course, he got invited. But with these changes, like making making the rage arts not punishable, making the lows not knocked down, Magic Four doesn't launch. It seems weird, but it's all about making this game more aggressive, right? They're taking away they're taking away the risk that some of these things had from before that would keep people from uh, from running in. However, something that people have been saying a lot is that even though, even though uh, like certain lows no longer launch or certain things no longer knock down or anything, the way they're mitigating that is by making it confirmable strings. Or not necessarily confirmable strings, but they're making it part of a string, right? So for example, with Law, one of his lows, he has to confirm for it to be a full combo. Otherwise, you're just going to get a straight hit. Much, uh, much similar, uh, much similar with, uh, with Lord Jin over here. Apparently, off of Hell Sweep. Apparently, Hell Sweep doesn't launch like it used to. You have to confirm, like you have to do a Hell Sweep hit and then confirm the hit, or you have to commit to the full thing. That th that's how people are going to be dangerous. Is you have to learn either how, either to commit to getting a full combo, or you have to learn how to confirm into those new, uh, into those combos now for you to get the full breath the punish yeah the tra the stage transitions are wacky can you still walk yeah no you can still walk something that people have been saying too is that the the movement and everything feels very similar to tekken 7 which is surprising a lot of people were worried that something like this was going to basically be a big reset right so it would be very difficult uh it would be very difficult to relearn the game and all that other stuff however since since legacy is so important to Tekken, apparently what they did to mitigate that is they 
the game feels very intuitive for Tekken players with the whole heat mechanic added on top. So it's not it's not something like Street Fighter V that feels completely dissimilar to Street Fighter IV and also a V trigger. It seems like it seems like a better version of the previous game with all of the new mechanics added. Something else that we weren't sure of that we now are sure of, thanks to uh, all this footage, is the heat mode. I was not entirely sure if it was going to be a per round or a per game basis. However, with all of this new footage, it is per round. So if you spend your uh, heat mode, much like June just did right there, you can no longer use it for the rest of the round. However, the next round, you get it back. So you can once again become unchained or whatever. And that's been the big, that's been the big stuff. Uh, nothing too specific, right? It sounds like the content creators didn't get more than like two-ish hours. So I think the, uh, the one person that, the people that I think I would like to hear from would be probably someone like Aris or someone like Rip. Uh, Maximilian was there to give his first impressions as well. Rip, I think, was the one person that I think started talking about specific stuff, right? When when he started talking about how law is. So I think at this point, it's just a big question. Now that it's out in the hands of a couple people, in the hands of a couple of influencers, and these influencers seem to be enjoying it and seem to be giving it the thumbs up, since an influencer's job is to get us to trust them, I think we can trust that Tekken 8's probably going to be hella dope. Especially if you already play Tekken 7. So, good job, the Namcops. They even let Eris play it, right? And I didn't even get an invite. I'm sad. The Namcops saw our show yesterday when I called out that they were going to reveal something immediately after our show, and they just revealed the entire bag. Which then begs the question, if they've revealed all of this right before EVO Japan, so what the hell are they showing in Evo Japan? They're going to show a new build? They're going to show a new character? Release date? According to a lot of the people who were playing, they said that the game is very, very far away from being completed. So that's where we are right now. Uh, but that is Brian Dragunov. I want to see Dragunov back. But we'll see. We just have to wait and see. And that is the fate that... We have to experience this year. 2023 and, yeah, like the end of 2022 and the beginning of 2023 is just waiting. And I hate it. Because I want to play these games. And I want to have fun, dang it. They took away Rumbleverse. I need something. And according to Maximilian 2, the game looks like, I think his specific words were, the highest fidelity or the highest budget fighting game he's ever seen which is pretty great however a lot of the stuff we've been seeing either from trailers or from capture has a lot of degradation to it so what the game actually looks like it's supposed to be a lot better than what we can already see i think it already looks dope so i can't even fathom how much better it looks when you have the the super high def lossless versions so I'm going to send it to Elon on the top left. He's got all of the information about Project L. Apparently, it still exists. Elon, what you got? Whoop. Hey, it's me, Elon, from the top left. How you guys doing? 
been a hot minute. Let's talk Project L, shall we? Because Project L seems to be a Project L seems to be a game that we hear about, get excited about, and then forget about. Whether it be uh, the like too much hype happening from everywhere, right? Because we have so much, uh, so much happening with Street Fighter Six. We have so much happening with Tekken Eight, and Project L has kind of been, you know, just like lurking in the shadows. However, does the L stand for late? Yeah, they have been working. It looks like it's been retooled a couple of times, which is super duper interesting. However, today, Gamerby, Lord Gamerby, mentioned that there was an event, a banquet, if you will, for players and influencers that showed Project L. And they had a new trailer, which we are not allowed to see for whatever reason. And a lot of new information. Apparently, there was a whole Q&A thing and everything. It was pretty crazy. So I wasn't able to download the images, but this is straight up, straight up off of uh, Bruce's Twitter. It's at GamerBTW on Twitter. And it starts by saying, I was invited to attend the Project L banquet held by Riot in Japan. Recording was not allowed on site, but they had welcomed sharing information heard during the banquet. The development team showcased a new gameplay trailer and answered many questions. So... Let's just get down to the nitty-gritty. Project L has been confirmed free-to-play. Woo, yeah! Woo, the crowd goes wild! Project L is going to be a game that allows players to put all of their passion into it because it'll be easy to learn and hard to master. Where have we heard that before? Maybe it's just my cynicism with hearing that phrase too many times. Uh, the game is still far from the closed beta, let alone a release. It's a 2v2 game. They, uh, the system should be easy to pick up, but also had depth for research, so easy to learn, harder to master. Project L is going to integrate the world of League of Legends, right? They're, uh, they're going to add like a fighting game perspective into this world. Uh, there's going to be new elements uh, and selecting characters suitable for fighting games, blah, 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 blah. Project L, this is the big one. Project L is going to be a permanent version of a fighting game. So it's a games as a service type of thing. There's not going to be like a Street Fighter 6. There's not going to be a Killer Instinct 2. It's a games as a service and it's going to be Project L. Much like how League of Legends started as League of Legends and is still League of Legends. In the demo, there was a new system called Retreating Guard, which I believe allows you to cancel... A block into a backdash. It seems like that's going to be one of those things where they're trying to replace a push block. So instead of having an actual push block, you're just retreating yourself. How that's going to work, nobody knows. We just know that that's going to be a thing. Normal moves can be canceled into a jump or a chain combo or a ground chain combo, uh, which includes a launcher move and then a jump to continue the combo. So very similar to Marvel versus Capcom. Uh, there's going to be a lot of defense systems, but they haven't sh- uh, they haven't shown yet. They haven't shown many of them yet, which is interesting because if it's going to turn out like a tag game like Marvel vs. Capcom, one of the biggest issues is when you have to like for people that don't know how to play, it feels like you're blocking forever and you don't get your turn. So, I think having a lot of defense systems will hopefully will, will hopefully prevent that from being a feeling that we all feel at certain times. 
Is it going to actually help or is it going to make the game super turtly? We don't know. Uh, so, according to Gamer B, when calling for a character assistance during a combo, a player can switch characters, and the original character will then exit the stage, allowing for the second character to enter. So it seems like it's like a mix of uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite and Blaze Blue cross tag. Oh yeah, there's going to be three attacks: uh, light, medium, and heavy, along with other combinations and directional inputs for special effects. I believe that maybe means special moves. There won't be any moves that require specific input commands, so no quarter circles, no DP motions. It's all going to be a button plus a direction. So I think kind of like DNF and Grand Blue, where they have, you know, like direction and special button instead of... And you can also do, like, motion input and button, however... It seems like it's going to be just either special or certain button and direction. Uh, there is going to be a pro sports, pro esports environment, uh, but there will be a limit on official tournaments and community tournaments can use Project L to organize events. So that's cool. 2v2 games are have been difficult to succeed, but they still want to give it a try. Uh, the cooldown system in Rising Thunder is not going to appear in Project L. Because depriving players of their actions is a bad thing. <laughs> I love that reasoning. Uh, somebody, somebody talked about Teemo, and they didn't give a correct answer, but they said that they're good at guessing. So I'm assuming that means Teemo is going to be in the game. Oh, uh, both characters have to be knocked, uh, KO'd in order to win. So it's kind of like Marvel vs. Capcom, where uh, you have to kill all characters, uh, as opposed to something like Tekken Tag or Cross Tekken where you have to just kill one character. Oh yeah, it is server-based, so uh, hopefully that won't be too difficult of a thing to overcome and that won't ruin the internet uh, or the connection, right? Uh, there's no consideration for a character leveling system. Project L hopes that players will be rewarded for difficult combos, but they don't want combos to be too long and make, make the losing side feel hopeless or uninterested. That's kind of what I was saying before. Competition or TOs don't have to worry because Project L will be able to uh, will be able to be played in the same event as other fighting games, right? So there's not going to be like a riot exclusivity type of thing. So it looks like they're going to let tournaments play Project L, which is cool. Hopefully the licensing thing is not an issue. Uh, yeah, and much in that same vein, they said that players don't have to worry because becoming a professional Project L player will not prohibit them from playing other fighting games. So I, did, I didn't realize that that was a fear, but now we know that that's a fear. Oh, and apparently they're coordinating with PlayStation and they hope to create a, like a cross-platform homogeny so that input lag is consistent. So that is all the news we got from Project L. It's secondhand information. However, I believe GamerB is a very, very credible source and not someone who would just randomly lie for no reason. So I believe him and I just want to see more. Apparently, they said that Project L is not going to have a showing at EVO. I feel like I read that. Can't be, can't be too sure about it. But that's what we got. And before we move on, I noticed some news happening as of right now. Breaking news, if you will. It seems like Arika just mentioned that Fighting EX Lair version 3.0 is releasing. 
Fighting X Layer is sick. Uh, so yeah, there's a version 3.0 releasing. So that's what all of those uh, those videos were. I I don't know any other information about <laughs> about that. I just saw that they uh, it was announced. Uh, and also uh, there's an update to the topic that we are just about to talk about, which I am happy I got to see before we actually spoke about it. Uh, we're gonna have Elon on the top right go over the leverless octogate. So Elon. Oh, it's all your... Wait, no, you're over here. I'm sorry. Go, do it. Do the thing. Hello, it's me. I'm Elon on the top right. What's going on? I haven't seen you guys in a hot minute. Anyway, let's talk about this shenanigans that has happened, shall we? And in addition to us talking about the shenanigans, I feel like uh, we need to we need to add a little bit of uh, some Street Fighter Six music, why not, to tide us over. Uh since June still feels so far away. So, today, and by today I mean yesterday night at 9 p.m., Capcom came out with a tweet that said something like this. Notice of rule change. In anticipation for the 2023 season, Capcom has made the decision to update the Capcom Pro Tour rules in relation to leverless controller. Bad gumbit. This was done to address consistency and fairness concerns. This rule change can be viewed on the CapcomProTour.com. The complete rules for the season will be available closer to the start of the CPT. Dubious. Ominous. Weird. Right? Once you clicked to the website and you went to uh, the Capcom website, you saw that the rule change has to do with the way hitboxes and leverless controllers handle simultaneous input. It's that whole SOCD cleaning shenanigans once again, right? So the big issue is whenever you're playing on a on a leverless controller, if you're holding down and you press up, your character jumps. The way Capcom wants it to be and the way the rules are for Capcom is that if you press down and then you press up, your character returns to neutral. Now, why would they want to change that? You have the perfect flash kicks, right? Any like down charge motion, you can just press up and a button at the same time and it's pretty easy. Uh, you can more quickly react to any throw mix-ups, right? If you see an opponent walking towards you, you're just gonna be able to jump up and that's about it. With taking that away and making both up and down simultaneously a neutral, that opens up a whole nother can of worms, right? So it's like they fixed one issue that they thought was an issue, and they've created 30 more. And uh, I, I was having a discussion with Lord Automatic himself, who's hanging out in the chat, and it just seems like Capcom doesn't really know how hip, like leverless controllers work, right? Because it seems like it seems like something that doesn't really affect much is getting changed, but uh, that didn't stop a billion people from having a bunch of other crazy reactions. Um, we saw, I saw a tweet from Michael Donka Schiller, you know, our own. Uh, I tried to get him on the show, but unfortunately he's too busy today. Um, but according to him, that's a good change because the way things were working was just silly. As far as playing it in King of Fighters 15, uh, he was able to react to throw mix-ups really easily and he was able to do a lot and he was abusing it a lot. 
um, I talked to somebody like Automatic who has the complete opposite opinion, right? Where it the, the change overall sucks for the people who spent time learning it and using it that way. But it doesn't really, it's really, it, it, it doesn't really change things all that, right? It's not, according to Automatic, it's not really that hard to just let go of down and then hit up. It is one of, it is one of those annoying things. I can imagine it, it's like a muscle memory type of thing. Yeah, so this is the quote I got from Automatic during our conversation. It's not like you need a sooner charge for another flash kick, so returning to down quickly doesn't matter. And then, have you ever heard a Guile player say, Damn, I didn't do my flash kick fast enough. Hell no. So the speed of execution doesn't have that much of an effect. In the same conversation I had with Automatic, the, the new stuff, the new issues are that quarter circle forward super shortcuts and DP shortcuts are now completely changed and very, very easy. Uh, so that's going to be very interesting. And I also thought about uh, Chun-Li kicks or the Ryu fireball charge, right? It's a down-down motion. So I feel like that kind of stuff is going to be easier. I don't know how that's going to change. Or I don't know like if that's going to be like too big of a game changer, right? Because there are down-down inputs. So who knows what's happening? Um, but leverless players are screwed in the sense that that's how their sticks work. However, we immediately got uh, Paradise Arcade, Junk Food Arcade, uh, announcing that they have patches ready to go for more patches so that the controllers are in compliance with the new Capcom rules. And we also had Hitbox have this kind of reaction. Regarding the CPT 2023 rule set, Please know that we empathize with all these new concerns and uncertainty for our existing and new customer. This is still a developing situation, which we assure you has our full attention. We are confident that we will be able to provide a solution to our customers that will comply with any changes to rule sets. While Capcom and Street Fighter are an important part of the fighting game community, they do not represent the community as a whole. The larger tournament community and its leadership have already ruled many times over that the current SOCD resolutions in our controllers are appropriate for tournament play. We stand firmly by and believe in this standard, a standard that was set more than a decade ago and is still implemented to this day. Up plus down equals up. That's a, that's a very pointed response from Lord Hitbox. And sure enough, if I had not taken that break I did earlier, we would not have uh, a follow-up to that response, which they gave just recently. So, and that's the thing, it sounds bad, right? It sounds like Hitbox is not going to do much to change it. However, they had this follow-up message that they released about 20 minutes ago. Let's zoom in once again. Old man eyes, whoop. Okay, that was a little too far. Uh, uh, there we go. Update regarding the CPT 2023 rule set. We want to clarify any misunderstandings concerning the new SOCD guidelines in the CPT rule set. The Hitbox currently resolves up plus down as up. This is not legal with the new CPT rule. We do not have, or we do have a new firmware to resolve up plus down as neutral to provide a solution for players competing in the CPT. However, we want to further test this firmware before public release. This firmware legalizes that the hitbox at CPT events. Our first and foremost concern is our customer and ensuring that they are prepared to play at CPT events. 
We stand firmly that our current SOCD model is the most balanced and practical setting for all fighting games. SOCD True Neutral will add more techniques to hitbox controllers than it removed. We will continue to support our community and our customers regardless of rule sets. We will have more updates as the conversation continues. So that is the full response from Hitbox. I do find it kind of weird that Hitbox had such a strong response to the Capcom announcement, right? Not because, and by strong response, I mean something that was very sassy. <laughs> Where, like, you know, they were saying, like, oh, our stuff is already hella balanced. Stop it. Up plus down equals up. And then they came out afterwards and were like, hey, our other guy was real pissed. But just to clarify, we're complying. <laughs> but yeah, so that's where we're at. It seems like it's a quick fix. However, uh, something pointed out to me, my, uh, to me by automatic is that there are some people who are not equipped to get a firmware update, right? We don't know other people's situations. Uh, Brooks, the the big uh, motherboard makers for controllers, the Brooks Universal uh, controllers, Brooks released a statement saying that they've already released a patch. You can just go update the firmware of your controller with the Brooks motherboard and everything's fine. Hopefully Brooks controller or uh, Brooks controller adapters also work with that way. I'm assuming it do, but I don't know. The other, the other side of this whole talk is that controllers, pads, you have two movement options, right? You have a D-pad and you have a left analog stick. So controllers can kind of do this stuff. However, it seems like controllers are, you know. Nobody's talking about the controller players doing it. And I don't know if that's going to be a thing where that will change in the future or, you know. I think it's gonna take up a lot of time when they're checking controllers to see if they have the solution. Yeah, I. There was a tweet that I saw, that was so funny, and it was of like someone running to their mom, and the caption was, "Me going to a TO after I lose to a hitbox or to a liverless player." I feel like it's going to be one of those situations where people are going to start accusing each other of using it and not using it or whatever. Like, it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating for sure. All I want is just to play Street Fighter 6, damn it. It's too far away. Dang gumbit. But this is the new, the new talk of the town is this was announced earlier today, late yesterday, and the reaction from the community has been very divided. So... It seems like that's a solution, so hopefully that will stop people from doing whatever it is that Capcom wanted them to stop doing. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure there's like a bunch of stuff that I don't know. I don't play a leverless controller, right? So I tried to get some people on the show. However, it just didn't work out this time around, which is perfectly fine. Maybe we'll have this discussion with everybody sometime next week or sometime in the near future. Um, yeah, because leverless controllers are a complete mystery to me. I can't. I, I just can't do it. I, I need. I need the the joystick. You know. Just me playing on a joystick, not anything else. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. Uh, sudden Tekken music. We were vibing out so hard. Well, anyway, I guess the music change means that we got to move on to... We got to move on to the next topic. But uh, Die by Sword says, I was once a non-believer myself, but have been converted. Well... 
I'll keep playing on joystick just because I don't want to have to sit through learning something else and my hand doesn't work properly. Not because of anything that's wrong. It's just I'm stupid. So that's it. Evil Japan is 18 minutes in, I believe. Evil Japan is today and it is beginning soon, if not already. So let's talk to or let's talk about Evil Japan. However, I need to send it down to Elon on the bottom, right? Elon on the bottom right seems to be the most hated Elon on the show. Uh, so, hope he's not too offended by that. That's a recent poll that came out. But anyway, uh, I'm going to send it to Elon on the bottom right. It will give you the down low on Evil Japan. So, see you guys next week. Hey, it's me, Elon on the bottom right. I hate all of you. Let's talk about Evil Japan, shall we? Now, I went down, or I, I went through the attendee list. And I've created a list of players that we need to look out for. What did we do? Die by sword. I remember you saying you didn't trust me. And that hurt my feelings. But anywho, let's talk about Evo Japan. Since Tekken music is playing, let's talk about Tekken first. Tekken 7 is the first event of the Tekken World Tour for this year. So that's super exciting. The Tekken World Tour is officially beginning at Evo Japan. And here is a list of Tekken 7 players that we should look out for. It is a long list. And after I'm finishing, uh, I'm finished with this list, we're going to play some pizza bets. So, Tekken 7, here are the people attending. Asterisk, I saw that some of the Pakistani players got stranded. So, hopefully they make it in time. But anyway, and uh, this list is basically I would scroll through the names and I would note people that I thought were good. So Tekken 7 attendees are Atif Butt, Dawood Sikandar, 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 yep, Rangchu, the 2018 Tekken World Tour winner, Ni, Lord Ni, Evo. US winner in 2022. Can he take double Evo? We'll see. Take. Low high. Double. Ow. Second World Tour finalist. Chikorin. Second World Tour finalist. Lord Nobi himself. Second World Tour finalist. JDCR is back and he's hungry. Joey Fury. Second World Tour finalist. Super Akuma. The man who ripped his own hand in half when he got too hype. Uh, Yu Yu. Yu is back from wherever she went, right? Yu Yu is back and she'll be playing uh, Tekken 7 this weekend. Book. Book made his way out to Japan. Chanel going to Japan. Osan. Pinya. Khan from Pakistan. Bilal from Pakistan. Pekos. Awais Honey, a name I have not seen in a hot minute. Kakoma. This name surprised the hell out of me, and I cannot wait to see how they do. Lord Jimmy Jtran. Jimmy Jtran is back. And hopefully better than ever. Lord Anakin is also coming down for a taste of some Evo Tekken 7 action. Arslan Ash is coming down to defend his Evo Japan title. Saint returns. So JDCR and Saint both coming to the event once again. John Ding, Tekken World Tour finalist. Tishuman, another name we have not heard in a hot minute. Noroma, Dogura, and my favorite name out of the entire bracket, Ducky. Let's go, Ducky. 
But yeah, those are all of the players that you can expect to see this weekend. And these are some of the play just some of the players that you should keep an eye out on. Uh, chat. Do do any of you have a pick for who is going to win Tekken 7 this weekend? Because I think it's going to be between six people. I think it's going to be a Teeth Butt, a Wise Honey, Arzillan Ash, me, John Ding, and I want to say Book. Oh, Chanel. I'm sorry. No, I meant Chanel. Hella Chanel. Yeah. So those are the six I think are probably going to make it all the way to the top six. I could be completely wrong, but that, those are the people I have a good feeling about. It doesn't seem like the chat's got anybody on their mind, so that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll skip the... We'll have a big old pizza bet. I'm going to try my best to watch at least on Saturday night, which is their Sunday. Uh, so hopefully we'll be able to catch some announcements here on this stream. So maybe we'll have some fun. All right. Enough about Tekken. Enough about Tekken. Let's move over to... Let's move over to... Guilty Gear Strive. Now, this is the first event that is uh, a Guilty Gear event. A big Guilty Gear event after the World Tour Finals. Um, anyway, let's go over this list. So here are some of the players that we, that I am going to be keeping my eye out. And there's a lot. It's crazy how many people there are at these tournaments that are like, that can be at Grand Finals or will be showing up in, in good form. In good form. So Guilty Gear Strive. We have Skill, Guilty Gear Arc World Tour finalist. Zando, Arc World Tour finalist. Hopefully he brings his good luck hat. Idom, I figure I'd just put him on here because we all know Idom. How does he play Guilty Gear Strive? Who knows? Nage, Lord Nage. Zizzy, XYZZY, Zizzy. Latif, of course. Super Noon, Apology Man. Punk, Hizzy K. Kazunoko. Been a hot minute since I've seen Kazunoko's name pop up. Leffen, Leffen made his way to Japan. Dogura's hanging out out there. This was a name I have not heard in a hot minute. Marn. <laughs> Marn is playing Guilty Gear Strive out there. Fujimura is also playing Guilty Gear Strive. We have the Arc World Tour Finals winner, Mochi. We have Evo, uh, Evo America winner, Umisho. We have Ogawa. Big Evo moment, Ogawa, Ogawa. Razo is going to be there. Jonathan Tene, Hotashi, Bonbabon. Takehara, Lord Knight, Daru Ino, all the way out from Korea. Nubenheimer, the big U.S. He's been terrorizing the U.S., so it's about time that he tries to terrorize other places. T.Y., second place at the ARC World Tour Finals, so let's see if it changes up this time around. Romola is making it out. And my favorite name out of the entire bracket, Banana Soup. Let's go, Banana Soup. Uh, that is the... The list of names for Guilty Gear Strive that we'll be keeping an eye on. Honestly, I would not be too surprised if Mochi and TY make it to the Grand Finals again. However, I would also not be surprised if they did. It's one of those situations where since Evo Japan... Since it's Evo Japan, and it is, of course, in Japan, 
I'm assuming there's going to be so many players that we have never heard of that grind out in their weeklies, but just don't have the time to travel. Also, excuse me, I didn't mean to burp on the mic. Uh, yeah, there's probably a lot of people who play a lot and don't get a chance to travel overseas. So the fact that they have the Evo Japan, maybe we're going to find a lot of sleeper. You know, who knows? Anyway, that's the big list. Uh, that's the big list for Guilty Gear Strive. Let's go to King of Fighters. King of Fighters is also having a showing. Another great example of a game that's probably going to have a ton of sleepers and a ton of people who don't get the opportunity to travel overseas. So let's see how they do, shall we? Uh, here is a list of people to watch out for. Full disclosure, I am not as familiar with the KOF scene just yet. So this list is a lot smaller. If I miss anybody, tell me in the chat. If I miss anybody, scold me in the YouTube comments, wherever you're watching this, will you? And this goes for all of this. Whenever I get something wrong, scold me, will you? Keep me honest. I'm counting on you. Anyway, King of Fighters. Here are a list of players that I'll be keeping my eye on. Score, Kusama, M-Dash, Violent Kane, Kizike. Kizike has won an event here in the U.S. How is that going to translate? Who knows? Uh, Xiao Hei, a name I have not heard in a hot minute. Punko. Punko is making his way back. Can't wait to see how he plays King of Fighters. Mono, PR's Mono. Kane Blue River, another name I haven't seen in a hot minute. Lord Xiao Hai himself. Uh, making it all the way to Japan. ZJZ. I believe he was the winner of EVO last year. Xiao Bao. ET. Rixie. And my favorite name out of the entire bracket. Cobratron. <laughs> Let's go Cobratron. But yeah, so the fact that we have Xiao Hai, ZJZ. Score. M-Dash. We saw these names. We saw some of these names in the... Uh, Evo Japan or uh, the Japan World Tour Finals or Japan League Tournament Finals, something like that. Anyway, no Lasset or Nikolai. Nikolai, I, I don't think I saw their names on the on the brackets. Totally possible that I missed their names. I was looking at a lot of names. Now we've seen Guilty Gear, we've seen KOF, we've seen Tekken Seven. I am not able to come up with a list for Grand Blue, and I'm not able to come up with a list for Melty Blood because I don't know those scenes. I should have consulted Blue about it. However, I didn't think about it until just this moment. So apologies out there to Lord Blue and everybody who likes uh, Grand Blue and Melty Blood. I, I unfortunately don't have a to watch out for list. The biggest list on this list of lists, however, is here is a list of the street fighter 5 competitors that we'll keep an eye on and mind you street fighter 5's days are numbered come june no more street fighter 5 as far as we know so here is the list of players that we'll keep an eye on on this weekend dead game yeah it's like uh what was it what was the meme it was like dago got daigo kept getting seconds like yeah he's washed up <laughs> Dead game. Uh, anyway, here's the list of people going. We got Idom. The big CPT, like, Cinderella story, Zen. Zen is coming. So everybody watch out for Zen. Pugera. Mr. Crimson. 
Ending Walker, NL, DCQ, Oil King, Bonchan, name I have not heard in a hot minute, John Takauchi, another name I haven't heard in a hot minute is Itabashi Zangief. Is he actually playing Geef or is he still playing Abigail? Ending Walker said he couldn't make it. Oh, man. Well, I missed that then. Well, he's still on the list for me in case he makes it. Uh, Gamer B, Project, the Project L information sharer himself, Gamer B, Xiaohai. The Lord, the myth, the legend, gunfight. Moke. Book, choosing to play himself some Street Fighter V. I think Book's won a couple tournaments for Street Fighter V, too. Kawano, VX Bao, Fudo. Fudo is back in the mix. Hell yeah. Gachikun, Punk, Mago, Dogura, Fujimura, Chris CCH. Does Gunfight still play Alex? Is the Pope Catholic? Actually, I probably shouldn't say that because I'm not 100% sure, but <laughs> I, I, I can't see him playing another character. Mago, Dogura, Fujimura, Chris CCH. Sherry Genix, Sako, Mono, PR Mono, Xiao Bao, Kichipamu, or Kichipa, as it, as it were, Tachikawa, Storm Kubo, Storm Kubo bringing it back, my boy, Hot Dog 29, MOV, Aitani, Kami, Otani, Jiwa, and Momochi. That's a hell of a list. 39, so I gotta pick one more. My favorite name out of the entire bracket, Nasho Cheese Dog, as in N-A-S-H-O, Nasho, Nasho Cheese Dog. And funny enough, Nasho Cheese Dog is in the same pool as Doc Fugu, so good luck to Doc Fugu out there. He's probably playing right now, because the event has started. Oh my God, it's 9.34, I've been, I've been dragging my feet today. But yeah, uh, those are those are the list of the major players that we'll see. I honestly can't imagine Idom not being up there for the final three, right? I can't imagine Zen doing terrible after the big showing he had at Capcom Cup, where he won the last chance qualifier and then almost won the event itself. Right? Same thing for Tekken, right? Where Chanel and John Ding came out of the last chance qualifier and almost won the thing. Uh, but like I said, I think there's going to be a lot of names that are going to make very strong showings that we just don't know about because they don't have a chance to travel, right? So I can't wait to see all of the killers coming out of the woodwork and showing up at EVO. I think it's going to be a good time. I wish I could watch it more than just on Saturday night. But unfortunately, man, it like it starts at like nine in the morning. So maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll watch it. Uh, or I'm sorry, it starts at nine p.m. our time and then goes until whenever it's done. I forget. Majin Obama, the man, the myth, the legend, the Majin Obama was nice enough to was nice enough to post some shots of the venue. Ooh, ah, so fancy, so Evo. Um, but yeah, no, this venue looks so cool. I'm pretty sure like most Evos kind of look like this, but they have they do have the arcade stick museum still. They have a little stage over there for people to stand up on. Uh, Sony in zone is still hanging out there. I don't know what this. Oh, that's a PlayStation booth. 
Yeah, I wasn't entirely sure what booth. Uh, but they have that giant Evo neon sign back there. Like, this stuff looks pretty cool, man. I'm kind of jealous I'm not there right now. Die by Sword. Yeah, Kawano was on the list. You want to you wanna put some pizza money on it? All right, Die by Sword. You got Kawano? I'll take Fudo. I'll take Fudo over Kawano. You taking the bet? And, and please clip this so I remember because I, I remember doing a lot of other... Uh, pizza bets, but I don't remember who I bet against and nobody spoke up, so I wasn't able to pay them out. So please clip this. You got Kawano. I got Fudo. We'll shake on that. Another pizza bet is you got Knee and Tekken. Okay. I'll take Chanel. I'll take Chanel over Knee. Chanel over Knee. Right, that's two pizzas on the line. Oh, here we go. So it looks like Grand Blue starts at 10. So in about... 20 minutes, Grand Blue qualifiers are going to start. That's pretty exciting. And also, uh, there is... Roto apparently is uh, an eyedrop company. And apparently they have a person dressed up as the Roto eyedrop bottle. Walking around Evo Japan, so that's pretty cool. Oh, actually, let's talk about this shit. Because I completely forgot about it. Something that Evo is doing completely different is that there's going to be no U.S. representatives for a stream at Evo Japan. There's going to be no English stream from Evo Japan. Instead, the English commentators are going to be running out of the 10-0 office in NorCal. And are not going to be at the venue itself. And that is a hell of a shame, right? Again, I appreciate the fact that... Oh, here we go. I finally got it. Ah. So, yeah, it looks like 10 o'clock is when things happen. The venue is open. In 20 minutes, the shenanigans begins. And then at 8 a.m. is when Grand Blue finals are. Uh, but, yeah, so it looks like the, the English stream of Evo Japan is going to be completely remote. I hate that. However... It seems like that might be a cheaper option than paying for people to fly over, right? Um, but it sucks, man. It's, go it's going to be a very different feeling. It's, you know. Granted, you know what? Maybe it won't be a very different feeling, and here's why. Here's why. For Evo, all the commentators are tucked away in the back somewhere, so they don't get to see the crowd. They just get to hear it, kind of, right? So maybe nothing will change. I just hope, in general, things change where commentators get to interact with the crowd a little bit more than, you know, being tucked away in the back with the rest of the streaming equipment. That's my hope. Uh, but yeah, I think that it's, it's a little difficult to see the reasoning why they would do it aside from, aside from saving money, right? At the same time, you're adding a lot of steps of failure, right? Because having a remote stream like that is going to be a challenge. Especially, like, if they lose signal from EVO Japan, that's going to suck. Granted, if they lose signal from EVO Japan, they probably... EVO Japan... Something happened in EVO Japan. So, we'll see how that all goes. It seems like it's introducing a lot of ways for things to break for not a lot of reward, right? But, again, I'm not... There's a reason why I'm not the person calling the shots over at Evo, and it's because I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. But 
they do have a pretty solid commentary lineup, so I can't wait to see how they do. Isn't that what the CPT's been doing? They did it for they did it for a lot of their qualifier events that weren't in the US. And that was a huge issue, specifically because a lot of regions have their own commentators that did not get their time to shine because of that decision, right? So it, it seems like it's a little bit of a weird decision. However, we haven't experienced it yet. Maybe it'll be dope as hell. Who knows? Right? Open mind and open heart. Remember, the 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 big word for this year. Let them cook. Right? That's the big phrase, the mantra for the year. Let them cook. So let's see how it goes. If it happens and it sucks ass, then we'll complain about it. <laughs> Granted, we probably shouldn't complain about it. We'll just give constructive criticism right so they so that we can specifically let them know what we would like it's 9:43. i've gone over a little. there's a part of me that wants to keep streaming but there's another part of me that just wants to eat half of my house so i'm gonna go eat half of my house that's a lot of fiber yeah and that's good for your stomach i think food is better for your stomach you ever hear about that one guy that ate a plane is that guy still alive <laughs> yeah there's a guy that ate a piece of an airplane that was his thing. Like, he ate pieces of things that weren't meant to be eaten. And it's not like a shtick like shoe nice. It was like a, an actual thing. I think he's in the Guinness Book of World Records or something. Anywho. Ladies and gents. We're, we're 15 minutes over time. Olsen's gonna kill me for A, having a break, and B, going over by this much. Uh, however, tomorrow morning... I'm going to try to be here so we can watch some of Evo Japan before I have to go to work. And Saturday night, I'm going to try my best to be here so that we can see the finals day of Evo Japan. I don't know how that's going to go, but the fact that it's on Saturday and not Sunday is a big help. So, that's going to be it for me today. Thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out. I appreciate all of you. This episode was a hell of a lot of fun. Looking forward to the next one. Thanks for joining. For by the way, chat, I want you guys to I want you guys to do me a favor right now. I want you guys to spam the word subscribe. And hopefully if you guys let the people on YouTube know to subscribe, then hopefully they'll subscribe. So start spamming subscribe, will you? Hey, wait, hey, wake up. Wake up, damn it. All right, there you go. There you go. You heard it. You heard it here first, YouTube viewer or podcast listener. The chat says, subscribe. Die by Sword specifically says, subscribe or you're stupid. Do it. Hit the Putin. Hit the Putin. That's what Die by Sword said. Blue asks, subscribe, please. Subscribe or Elon will force me to play Tekken. Blue, we're... By the way, now that I heard that Tekken 8 is similar to Tekken 7, I'm going to get back on the Tekken grind again. Any hoozle. That's it for me. Thank you, everybody, once again for joining. I'll be back tomorrow morning. We'll either trundle the internet for some FGC news or we'll watch Evo Japan. But either way, we'll be back tomorrow morning. Thank you again, everybody, for hanging out, for being here, for, for being you, right? And I'll catch you guys on the next one. Grand Blue Finals tonight? Yeah, it's at 8 in the morning, right? It's at 8 in the morning, my time. So I think I'm going to I'll be able to watch it. I'll try to wake up in time. But anyway, thanks, everybody. Until the next one.